0: Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to de-center men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello there and welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, a place to decenterment and center yourself in the story of your life. This week's episode is a good one because I rarely hear people talk about this realization, especially in regards to high-functioning women. So like every episode, we are going to top it off with what's going on in my world or the world, a song that is improving my mood, and then we're going to talk about the main topic, which is high-functioning women and the moment that they find out that they are depressed. This is a big moment for all of us, and I want to deep dive into what this means, how it looks, and what are the next steps to kind of get you out of this funk. So what's going on in my life? If you follow my Twitter, you know that I have had some very momentous events As mentioned before, I graduated, my little brother graduated, and I got to see him off from high school in prom. Now, you know, I'm just taking, well, I did take my break, and I am coming down off of that. Um, I needed it because I've been on and off in school since 2008, and it's been a long road. But I can fully say that I am enjoying where I'm at right now. And I am finally understanding the sentence that life is a journey because it really is. There is no start. There is no stop. There's just you trying and figuring out what it is that you want to do and who you want to be. So, um, you know, I am learning that these milestones, they're great. I love them. They inspire me. But it's only a moment. It's only a moment in life. And you are going to, of course, be happy in that moment. But what about the rest of those moments? You know, what about the times where you are doing something mundane? Um, what will you do and how will you feel when you are pushing up against barriers or growing or bumping your head and getting embarrassed or being dumped? Or having your body change or your mind change or your personality change, you know, in those moments that are outside of milestones, what will you do? How will you get back in that moment and accept that this is your life? It's beautiful even when it's messy and it's chaotic or you're not feeling your best. It's still yours and it's still beautiful. And you need to own it. You need to love it. You need to embrace it. And most importantly, you need to learn from it. And that's what I've been doing. I've been enjoying the moment. I've been learning from it. I've been embracing this moment. I've been present. And I've been just trying to find the beauty and the joy and the peace of this life. So, you know, to to punctuate my journey and my moment of joy. Um, Of course, I've been listening to different songs that bring a lot of inspiration to me. You know, I always curate my life uh, via music. And this song I'm listening to is Mesita by Lone Wolf. It's an old song. Um, But when I listen to it, it makes me really happy. And I appreciate everything that's going on around me. So take a listen, enjoy it. Drive around with the song because it feels like a California road trip or, you know, my teenage years of my indie music era and just savor, savor each moment, savor everything that's going on around you. This song will help you savor. So on to the main topic. And it's high-functioning women, which is me, you know I love to work myself into every project, everything that's going on Um, It's about high-functioning women and the startling realization that you are depressed Um, I thought this would be a great topic because it's actually something that I had the pleasure of realizing for myself As mentioned before, I've been in school on and off since 2008 And I know it's like, damn bitch, you're old, but I am (laughs) And when you are in school working full time Or you have multiple jobs, in the case of my undergraduate degree Pouring your energy into a little something called Charlie's Toolbox, keeping yourself healthy and trying to have a social life, you find yourself with no time to sit still and ask yourself truly, how do you feel? Are you okay? Do you need time to recharge? What do you need? Because you have all of these distractions that can pull you away from yourself, that can pull you away from checking in. And when you don't check in, you really aren't sure how you feel. And it wasn't until COVID that I was forced to stop distracting myself and sit down and figure out what the hell is going on. And initially I used food to pass the time and make me feel better. And that food was delicious, and it did make me feel better. But once I got over that, and I realized that it's not actually making me feel better, I realized that it was also another distraction from what was really going on in my head, my heart, my spirit. And the fact of the matter was that I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling like myself. I saw everything in my life as a task, a to-do list, which made me very anxious. It made me drag. I didn't want to participate in life because I just thought that I had this overwhelming list of to-do. And I just didn't have the energy to do it because I was already stretched thin with all these projects that I had. So I had to isolate and I had to sit in the comfort of my own home. And when I sat down in the comfort of my own home and I was talking to, you know, my therapists, I was talking to my friends and my family. I realized that this is something that a lot of high functioning women go through. We don't know we are de- depressed. We discover we are depressed. It's like, oh shit, I'm in a bad mood And I had no clue that this was something That was going on underneath all the work that I was doing And I find this especially true with black women Because we are governed by a set of rules That we unconsciously and sometimes consciously adapt We adapt that superwoman trope Or the phrase, you know, never let them see you sweat We hide our emotions because we don't want people to view us as weak. And you know, we also have this deep down knowing that no one's going to do it for us unless we do it. So, when we have these rules that are governing governing us, they kind of stop us from recognizing that our peace has been disrupted. And, you know, we we hide so much We mask so much That it hinders us From seeing that We are in emotional unrest And even If I go further Into like family dynamics We expect the older daughter To help keep the household Functioning And we ignore her needs And subconsciously And unconsciously She end up ignoring her needs She end up being a surrogate parent and you know, try to teach her or remind her father of you know, the things that he needs to step into, the role that he should step into, the habits that their mother had while she is temporarily absent. And these young girls become babysitters and little adults who are propped up to be these parents in this household. And not allowing, and we don't allow them the opportunity to function as a a child or a kid to understand what they're feeling. We don't allow them to express it because they are tending to the needs of the family. And when you are hiding under this paradigm and when you're functioning of this paradigm where you are parentified, you know, you're becoming this little adult. Then you have the cultural context of being a black woman, this super super superpower superwoman who you know emotes, but when she emotes, everyone interprets it as something else. So she doesn't emote; she hides these emotions. We have these things, these barriers, that ultimately hide the hurt that all of us are feeling. And this form of depression is defined by the Mayo Clinic as persistent depression disorder. And PDD is a continuous long-term chronic form of depression where you are functioning, but you're losing interest in normal daily activities. You are doing the things that you should be doing, but underneath all that you feel helpless Um, You're productive, but you're not giving it your 100% You have low self-esteem and an overwhelming feeling of inadequacy And sometimes these feelings last for years And they may significantly interfere with your relationships, your school, your work, and daily activities. So when I see this, I see this as someone who functions really well in society, but emotionally they're somewhere else. Emotionally, they're either deep within themselves or they're masking their feelings, but emotionally they're down, they feel low, and they're kind of disengaged with their life and... They need something Or there is always a moment Where they realize that You know I'm not as happy as I was And I'm not as happy as I used to be And culturally Folks like Carrie Washington She's a person who suffered with bouts of depression And she suffered with this type of depression And in an interview she stated that Like me She used food as a way to cope You know, it was her best friend She ate until sometimes she passed out And then would head to the gym to exercise for hours on end And she stated that this feeling of depression This finding some type of anchor to push her out of that and uh, in, in, in her relationship with food This unhealthy relationship with food and her body Was a behavior that was Something that she kept secret It was painful It was isolating She felt a lot of guilt She felt a lot of shame And she, show, she told the interviewer That luckily She found an outlet That was a dance And her dance teacher intervened and she began to take, she began to use therapy so that she can not only deal with whatever problem that is driving her to food and that type of unhealthy, to driving her to have an unhealthy relationship with food like that. And also to help have a better relationship with her, with her body so the dance teacher taught her that The relationship with the body The therapy taught her what the underlying issue was And to address that When you are in adulthood um, And you are in this kind of funk But you're still functioning You're still doing what you need to do To get them bills paid You will find yourself doing something like isolating. You know, isolating and isolation is a great way to avoid having to explain yourself or your feelings, what you're facing, what you're going through. But even when you isolate, hide, or suppress your emotions, you will experience your crash. Or in my perspective, I call it my aha moment. And this moment is when you recognize and accept that something is wrong. I'm Of course, I'm working. Of course, I'm hitting all my quotas and my data and all my like I'm hitting all these things that I said that I was gonna hit, but I don't feel good. And you aren't wrong or bad or whatever you call yourself to hurt your feelings. You are a human discovering that you don't feel good. And hopefully, through therapy, self help books, Reiki, meditation, and possibly a lifestyle change, you'll feel better. Now, I am very clear about this, and I say this often on all my social platforms, and especially when I'm doing this podcast. I don't have the credentials or academic background to provide you with the solution or the way out. I am just simply here to help you cope with the super hurtful realization that something ain't right. That your light is not shining like it used to be and that you so desperately want it to be better. I'm here to help you understand that you're not alone in this fight, journey, path. That these moments, you know, those self realization, that conversation that you're having in your head, you're not the only one who's feeling that. You aren't the only one who's going through that. It's a lot of us that are going through that. And sometimes when you are realizing you're depressed, And, you know, you worked hard, you achieved your goals, you tried your best, you pushed yourself When you realize that even beyond that, you are still not feeling well That feels so shameful and hurtful It is very painful And sometimes when you find out this, you do something that we all tend to do And that's turn on ourselves You know, you may blame yourself, shame yourself, hide and, these, and in these moments, you don't run away or hurt yourself Like when you feel that sort of shame, like damn, I didn't even know I was here You don't want to run away and you don't want to hurt yourself You want to sit with it You know, you don't want to continue to punish yourself and let those thoughts spiral out of control You just want to sit in the moment You want to feel that You want to understand and know that none of your emotions are wrong. You are a human. And therefore, you deserve to have the full, you deserve to have access to the full spectrum of emotions. Not just happiness, not just joy, just not just peace. You, you, okay, sadness and depression, that could be there too. And you need to experience that. And the next thing, When you realize that you're depressed You need to know that your feelings Your feelings are okay Your feelings do not hurt you They don't physically hurt you Now they may feel uncomfortable Because you've been taught to suppress it Or ignore your emotions Or pretend like this shit don't hurt Or put on the brave face to put on the mask Now it may be uncomfortable feeling that But feeling your emotions because of those things that you've been taught. But when you feel emotions that you've suppressed and when you actually just sit down to feel them, you realize that it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. feeling. You can feel that. You can, you know, if you say, for instance, you don't want to feel it right now, you could designate a time to release it. You can create a space to release it. You can create a community to feel it, to relate, to release it. Because feeling, when you feel out stuff, it creates space for knowing. And knowing helps you feed whatever it is that's crying out that needs to be nurtured. So allow it, because feelings, they may feel uncomfortable, but they don't physically hurt you. They don't mentally or spiritually hurt you. You feel them, and then the next minute, you're in the moment of now. You are here. You are embracing everything this world has to offer you, and you have moved on. My next point for when you have this realization that you are depressed is the probe. You know, not only do you feel your feelings, but you probe because you want to know. You want to know what's going on. Probe into all your feelings. Dig deep. Ask yourself, what is it pointing to? For for example, and I will I do want to talk about like, you know, This eating thing, I don't, you know, I realize that it's such a sensitive topic, and I do want to put it out there that I'm, you know, I want to be very careful in how I approach this. But, but I also want to talk about what went on with me. But when I overate, it pointed to dissatisfaction in my day to day life. You know, I was feeling bored by my life. I didn't like it. I felt isolated. I felt there was no real pleasure in my life. So what I do is I would eat to create pleasure, which I realized, you know, after probing and digging in deep that I didn't have a lot of joy in my life. I didn't have a lot of happiness in my day. You know, I had work. I had tasks. I have objectives, but none of it I enjoyed. And all of it was obligations that I had to have done. So to get joy and pleasure, I turned towards food. Food was a safe haven. You know, it made me feel good. It tasted good, was delicious. And it was how my parents rewarded me and my siblings. You know, if you did well, we'd take you out to dinner. If it was a Friday, we'd going out to eat. So I would reward myself. Whenever I felt like it and I didn't give a damn Because I needed to cover up this feeling of displeasure for my everyday life I needed to cover that up And I turned to food to cover it up I also noted the times when I ate the most I ate and gained weight the most when I was very unsatisfied with my life And not to say, you know, your body is going to always change You're going to gain weight, you're going to lose weight Um, I'm just saying that when I, I noticed that my toxic relationship with food would increase anytime I was very unsatisfied with my life But when I ate in a balanced way and I had a healthy relationship with food and my body, I was always in a peaceful state So when I figured this out I didn't limit my food because I no longer wanted to have disordered eating. Instead, I did things to put myself in a peaceful state. I'd explore more. I'd walk around, dance, listen to music throughout the day. I would go to concert, meet, concerts, meet with friends, You know, give my dog a hug, find something meaningful to contribute to. I would go on dates. I would make out. I would exercise. These things kept me feeling uplifted. They poured into me. They made me joyous. So when I was in an elevated state, I didn't want to or need to turn to food to hide or cover anything that I was feeling to deal with those uncomfortable emotions that I was feeling. My solutions were that I turned to these activities when I felt dissatisfied instead of overindulging in food. Now, this was my solution to a particular problem and when I made these solutions, I was totally aware of my personal triggers and my mental health problems and things that are not good for me. So, you know, I don't. you don't have to necessarily make these changes when it comes to your eating and your relationship with food. This is just something that I saw that was a great solution for me. But when you are developing your solutions, you have to be kind to yourself. Keep those things in the back of your mind. Keep the things that are positive about you in the back of your mind. Keep the peace and the joy that you know you've experienced before. Keep that in the back of your mind. Understand what your triggers are. Understand what your mental health problems are. Understand these things. Understand what's not good for you. Probe. dig deep. Have a better understanding of yourself So that you can create solutions That will address the actual problem And not the symptom So, you know, I wrap all of this up And I say ask, ask, ask And continue to ask what you need Ask yourself what thought would put you in a better space And write it out Ask yourself what perspective change can you make So you don't harm yourself with your thoughts And do that Know that if you say no Then that's the final say If you say no to a thought If you say no to a person If you say no to an experience That does not make you feel good That is the final say And you don't need to feel bad about that You don't need to feel bad about who you are You don't need to feel bad about that no you don't need to feel bad about whatever negative things someone labeled you as because you put up these boundaries and you've nurtured yourself in a different way. Your solutions, your nos, and your yeses are the final say. You are your best advocate, and you are your only caretaker of course there you know of course you have a community, but the person who will advocate for you, is going to be you. So be gentle, keep being gentle, and just ask yourself, what do you need? And on that note, take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.